Let's talk about something that I'm super passionate about before we get going with this week's episode. Websites are a $60 billion industry. If you are trying to run a digital agency and you're not selling a website solution, I really think that you're missing out on an enormous opportunity to own the customer. Because if we can get the website figured out and we can start to pipe all those leads into the website, we can start to track the traffic that's coming to the website, we can get a great experience for our customers by giving them a phenomenal website. What I find is that people just have forgotten how important the website is. It's your owned media. It's your own thing that you can control. And that's why I'm so excited about Vendasta's Website Pro. Website Pro allows you to eliminate the time and effort required for an agency to manage WordPress hosted websites. Gets you out of all the stinky stuff like backups and the speed and making sure that there's security. And what if the site's too big? For just one price with Website Pro, we take care of all of those things. But in addition to that, we're hosting the sites on the most trusted source on the internet. We use the Google Cloud infrastructure to host those websites. So I think that it's really important for you to take a hard look at offering websites. If you're not offering, you're going to love how easy it is to offer websites. And if you're offering them today, we will migrate existing WordPress sites into Website Pro for free. That's a limited time offer. Make sure that you talk to our folks in business development and success today about Website Pro. Get in the website business. Control your customers. Help them with one of their biggest points of pain. I guarantee you it'll pay off for you with that monthly recurring revenue. This is the Conquer Local Podcast, presented by Vendasta, with your host, George Leaf. Coming up on this week's edition of the Conquer Local Podcast, we're going to speak to sales trainer, author, and all-around sales rock star, Steve Noodleberg. He's going to fill us in on a couple of things that he's learned over a 30-year sales career. 60, 30, 10 equals success. And how networking is real close to not working. And your personal brand could be the most important piece to the puzzle. It's all coming up next. Steve Noodleberg on the way. It's another edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. Joining us all the way from sunny Florida, Steve Noodleberg. We're going to talk about Steve's new book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Hello, my friend. How are you, Steve? It is wonderful to speak to you, and you are correct. It is wonderful to be living in the sun. <laughs> I saw that you were uh, attending a golf game. I think that's an ongoing thing for you because you do live in uh, beautiful Florida. We're going to talk, maybe we'll talk about golf, but we're definitely going to talk about sales today. Steve and I were introduced through a uh, mutual acquaintance and he said, you know, you got to get Steve on the phone and on the podcast and talk to him about his new book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. But before we do that, Let's get a little bit of background on Steve Noodleberg and, and your career training high-performance sales organizations all over the world. So it's really been a, a fantastic ride for me. My career is really more of an entrepreneur building out my own sales teams. And it wasn't until, um, call it five years ago, that somebody reached out and said, hey, I see you've done this amazing job with your own businesses would you come in and talk to my group? I've got about a hundred bankers that are getting together. And in all candidness, I said, I, I don't really do that. And he said, well, come on, we can figure it out. And I said, I wouldn't even know what to charge you. And he says, come on, we'll figure it out. And long story short, I got in front of the group and in 90 days, 
gave them actionable steps that created measurable results. And voila, wouldn't you know, I'm spending my time, you know, visiting sales teams all over the country, all over the world, adding to it measurable activity that can create results. So I'm having the time of my life. Um, I so enjoy the give back portion. There's a, a part of this that I never thought I would really enjoy as much as I am. And that is really being able to affect other people's lives by information that I own and possess and have uh, worked on my whole life. Yeah, I remember the day when I realized that I was helping other people be successful and training salespeople. It was a, it was a huge epiphany that uh, you know all those years of uh, toil out on the street, calling on clients, working with organizations, and you realize, yeah, I actually have something of value. So the book that you've come out with, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders, I had a chance to power through it here in the last uh, 24 hours, and I found that it just validated things that I've known for quite some time, but also it, it was a bit of a reminder. For me, this was my system, my process that I put together years and years and years ago on how to deal with living in a sales environment. You know, candidly, it's the number one profession where you're going to deal with rejection. And unless you have a process to deal with it, so some of it is mind, some of it is body, a lot of it is spirit. And then for me, when I'm not getting the results I want, it gives me that format to go back to just the way great teams look at film. I look at it and say, what am I not executing? What parts of this, these 27 rules? And so people who have read the book have given me similar feedback to you by saying, hey, you know, this one worked for me. This one didn't work. And so I shared it as my manifesto. I think the proudest moment for me is that my oldest son, who's a college football coach, wrote the foreword and him and my other son obviously grew up in the light of those 27 rules. So they have taken it, applied it to their lives. And I think, you know, what's great for me is when people give me feedback and say, well, what happens if I do this or I do that or I remove this and add something? And I love that constant back and forth because whatever it is, whatever process you create, the closer you stick to it, the, the greater the results are going to be. So it's, uh, it's really, you know, I'm one of those students uh, of the game. I like paying attention to success. I've been fortunate to have worked around other great sales professionals. And so I don't think there's a lot of new ideas. I think it's sort of putting it together in a format and then executing it. Well, your son, Mark, in the forward, he said, you know, I've been following these rules because you had really forced them onto the boys as things that they should have a look at. And, and they both have been very successful. Yeah, it's, you know, no, no surprise that they wound up in coaching because they have this value proposition that they're willing to share and, and you know, give one of my rules, rule 27, and maybe one of the most significant ones is that if you develop a mindset that you're willing to give, well, then the universe gives back. And I give specific examples of how that works in the business world. But, you know, listen, it, you know, it, they are products of my upbringing. I am fortunate that they took to it, that they have discipline, and now they have their own set of principles that they deliver to young minds, you know, in, in college football. But again, there's so much to be said for process. And, you know, again, when I see people that are not successful, I can look at their process and say, 
here's where you have opportunity to grow, to change. And, you know, certainly change is happening in our world at an, a, a, a frantic pace. And so to keep up, you have to hold on to some, you know, values for your own self. And th this has really been my life's work and so proud to share it. Steve, one of the things that I have as a takeaway from reading your book and meeting you in person was the 60-30-10 rule. Can you go through the 60-30-10 rule for salespeople? It was one thing that just, boom, right between the eyes, it just hit me. This is, and it's so simple, I want you to explain it because I think it really can help some people. So for me, when I'm consulting one person or an entire team, I can look at someone's calendar and basically gauge their success from their calendar. And in that particular, um, you know, in that chapter, I speak about the 60, 30, 10, which is how to break up where you're spending time. And so I believe 60% of your time should be forward facing in front of clients or client opportunities. We developed a term called RPOs, revenue producing opportunities and 60% of your time needs to be out there. 30% is in research and development and development means developing yourself, developing your product, developing, you know, there's so much learning that takes place um, to be good in sales and to learn about your prospects, to learn about their business, to be educated about many things so that you can, you know, have rich conversations and then 10% should be spent on admin and where I think most of the salespeople that are struggling, they have that formula upside down. So by breaking it down and showing people that um, you can manage your day, and again, it becomes a process, how you manage your life, how you manage your day, how you manage all of these things, um, that particular formula can be used as a snapshot for a day, a week, a month, and Life is a game of adjustments, just like sales is a game of adjustments. And it gives you sort of the borders to look at where you're spending your time and teams and people that manage the clock better than others win. So, you know, it, it shows up at the end. And so the rules sort of interact with each other, but pulling something like that, any one of them out, they all make sense. And so uh, I'm thrilled that you, you, you took that away as something that was a bullseye for you. And I specifically write about... Uh, Tony Nugent, who was the, uh, he just retired as the number two guy at MetLife, and he has trained thousands and thousands of salespeople. And so by being around great sales professionals, you just, you, you pick up best practices. Let's talk about networking. I don't think that you can be an effective salesperson if you're not able to network. And that was the one thing that I noticed, you know, you and I met through networking. We met through not just one not just two, three people who had had said to you, you know, you need to talk to this George guy from Vendasta and, and vice versa was, you need to talk to my friend, Steve Noodleberg. Um, networking is the lifeblood of any business and of any great salesperson. So, you know, the way I phrase it, we came up with a term, which is one of the rules in the book, is that networking is only one letter away from not working. And we, we came up with that because in, in studying people's habits, they look at networking as an event rather than a lifestyle. So people will say, yes, I have a networking event tonight. I'm going to show up at five o'clock. I'm going to have two drinks, some bad hors d'oeuvres. I'm going to hand out some business cards. And then the networking is over. And when I train, I try and tell them the networking actually starts 
when you're waiting in line at valet because people buy people they know, like, and trust. And when you go to a networking event, people have their guard up and have different agendas. But if you meet people just on the value of who they are and what they are, we're doing an open um, event uh, boot camp, if you will, sales boot camp next month. And somebody I know that lives in Idaho uh, that I met on a plane is coming with a couple of his salespeople. So, you know, I met him on a personal level. We engaged on a personal level and then business tends to happen in the steps that follow. So one of the biggest rewards for me about my business in general has always been the value of the people I know. And uh, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. So my passion for networking is I've always been a very curious person and I genuinely connect with people to listen to who they are, what they are, how they've done it, how they've gotten there. And I think when you and I finally did meet, the reason why we spent three hours together is our ladies connected, you and I connected, and I believe that we will be friends for much longer than we could potentially do business. So I didn't go there to show up and, and make a transaction. I went there to make a friend and then hopefully somehow, some way we will either do business or you will refer me business or if none of that happens, I still made a friend and that there's real value in that. I do have to tell you, you know, we were sitting in the Conrad hotel in beautiful downtown Miami on Brickell Avenue. And we were waiting. I was there with Nance and uh, we just had finished a holiday and, and I said, Hey, we have this lunch meeting with Steve and, and his wife and, um, in walks this uh, very confident man with this beautiful woman who is equally as confident. We sat down, started to have a conversation, and I, I know that I, I've read a couple of places that you credit Michelle with your personal style, and you know you always come ready to ready to get the job done. You look great. Um, you know you're up early. You're, you're living the life, and it could just be living in West Palm Beach. Just has that effect on people. But, um, you know, in, in your book, you do talk about Michelle kind of helped you connect with your personal style. So I, I think one of the most significant changes in the selling world is that people buy people first and then whatever brand they represent second. And so your personal brand is a very significant thing to understand and develop. And I think when I talk to salespeople all over the globe, that's a point of confusion. They don't understand. What do you mean my personal brand? How do I develop it? And so I was very intrigued with it. I had very deep conversations with Michelle. She has a fashion background and she helped me identify a place that was very comfortable for me. And so developing my personal style is something that is memorable to people and they wind up either buying that or not buying that in, in, in a very quick fashion. So for you, you saw us walk in and you reacted positively to it equally could have been reacted negatively to it. And that's okay because I don't think, you know, brands are for everybody. And I think the more you align with the people that you're supposed to connect with on that personal level, that opens up the gamut of opportunities that you may not be subject to if you're just trying to be there for a transaction. So we had a wonderful afternoon that day, listened, learned. We talked about everything under the sun and you know what what could possibly be bad about that and so you know it's funny because 
one of the things we talk about is working on the weekend. And, you know, to me, every day is a day that I can develop relationships and do all the things that I like to do. And then those turn into business. So it was a very productive day on so many levels. And uh, look, you know, we've invited you to come to, to Palm Beach. And I know that the next time we're together, we will have a blast. And how great is that as a takeaway? Oh, and by the way, we're doing a podcast and we might do some, you know, networking together or business together. But I think if you develop your priorities um, in the correct way, the business happens to come to you. We're speaking to Steve Nudelberg, Confessions of a Serial Salesman is the name of the book. And um, we're going to share inside the notes from the podcast the way that you can get uh, access to Steve. And you're, just, let's talk a little bit about your company um, and the work that you're doing with some of those major organizations that are um, out there. So, you know, I, th- I think, you know, what, what we're understanding is that, um, you know, sales leaders are frustrated they are using typical training modules, which are product and service and price based. And, you know, our philosophy is uh, people based. And so, you know, what we're, we're talking about this new phenomenon called social selling, which is actually using social media as a, as a stage or a broadcast channel for you to tell your own story. And I think the fear um, is that you in order to be successful in these channels, you have to open up and be genuine and find out who you are. And so we're helping professionals across categories, across, you know, geographic boundaries, um, anywhere, anytime uh, people are developing this connection with who they are, what they represent, and then we're giving them access to these tools that allow you to um, expand upon that. And certainly Vendasta does an amazing job, you know, in the social media world and the social digital world. So they all interconnect. So the rules are different. The playing field is different. And we're helping people understand the possibilities. And by creating these, you know, metrics and these plans that deliver results, We've been highly successful and developing great friends and great relationships everywhere. So, you know, the name of my company is On The Ball Ventures. I think one of the differences with who we are and what we are is that we genuinely develop new business as a core value proposition for ourselves. And so when we talk to other salespeople, we're able to develop sort of a camaraderie because we're not just training it. We're doing it. And George, you and I, when we got together, you heard specific examples of companies that we've connected to other people that they would have never met before, that that connection has developed new business opportunities. And so that's how we're programmed. It's how we've always been programmed. We live and breathe the philosophy of how sales organizations should do it. So we don't just come in and train. We actually do. And I think the takeaway that most sales leaders are getting from us is that once we're engaged, we are delivering them relationship capital that should turn into new business and pay for whatever investment they've made in us. And that's a mind boggling concept. Well, Steve, thanks. It's exactly what we're trying to do here with Conquer Local is open up our listeners' worlds. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. And the book, again, is Confessions of a Serial Salesman. The author, Mr. Steve Noodleberg from On the Ball 
And uh, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Steve Nudelberg wrote this new book called Confessions of a Serial Salesman. I read it in about eight hours. It really didn't take that long. And probably was only about two and a half hours of nonstop reading. And what it is, is it's validation. It reminds you of things that you need to be doing. The other thing that I find from Steve, he's been there and he's done that and he's doing it on a daily basis. And he actually has changed his tactics over the years to match the way that sales is changing. And he's a real big believer that you need to do that too to be successful. We really appreciate having him on the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King and Jeff Tomlin. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Writing by Michelin Gadet. Marketing by Devin Hennig, Michael Gatioan, and Brian Larson. Produced by Joshua Baker. <laughs>